The Sports Soccer Devon Wave Recast. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade Briefcast. Welcome to another Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. This is a briefcast, and it's a very special briefcast because for the first time I've done podcasts, I'm doing podcasts in back to back days. Now, I've never done that before. I've done uh, shows, the local show in Houston, and then back-to-back with a podcast, but never two podcasts in consecutive days. But you guys have reached out to me, a few of you have, and said, hey, we like this, and uh, you'll get a daily dose. Well, you won't get a daily dose, but we'll try it out today, maybe tomorrow, or as news, sports news warrants, or maybe even entertainment news warrants, we will come to you so with these solo sort of briefcasts and if you hadn't had a chance to check out the podcast before and i know at this point each time out we have new people tuning in for the very first time to check us out to see what we are about i encourage all of you to go back and listen to full-fledged episodes with all the bells and whistles that come with a normal full-fledged episode with uh, my special teams unit so if you get a chance to check that out I certainly encourage you to do so. But in the meantime, a few things I want to talk about. The Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James. And I know after complaining quite a bit about the disproportionate amount of attention LeBron and the L.A. Lakers have gotten, I'm going to talk about them too. So I'm going to get in on that as well. And then I want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the good news. What's what's the bright side of what's going on in the NBA, especially from the younger players after really uh, the sort of bitter nature of all of the older players and the jockeying for position. And then it just seems like a lot of emotion going around in the NBA with some of your, your biggest names in the league. So want to uh, sort of comment on that and then I'll open up an opportunity for you guys to reach out to me with some feedback on that. And then I'm going to do a new segment. You know, I talked about Cardi B last night. And I wanted to clarify some things or sort of set the record straight from my uh, perspective. So I have a new segment called Let Me Clear My Throat. So I can kind of clarify some things and, and make sure we are all on the same page. But let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers and what it looks like is a, a postseason ending loss to the Los Angeles Clippers in the Staples Center. And LeBron was getting booed, and it just was it was very, very ugly. I'm telling you, man, Patrick Beverly last night let him hang. He he just he wanted to guard LeBron. He asked for LeBron and I mean he did a little bit of work against LeBron. I mean, just a feisty guy, of course, who really got his NBA start here in, in Houston as far as making a name for himself. Now he's doing his thing for the Clippers. But I tell you what, uh, the biggest story is how LeBron really and his team. Because, again, if you give him credit for everything, if you give him credit for all the good stuff, you have to give him credit or blame when things don't go right. And I think this entire season ended and really was altered by two things. And obviously one thing you can't control, that was the injury, the groin injury, in which he missed 18 games. So that's not, you know, you can't control. Injuries happen. That's a part of it. But it did happen to LeBron. The other thing is the whole fiasco with Anthony Davis when Rich Paul, his agent, his his partner, 
uh, Rich Paul sort of forced the hand of uh, New or tried to force the hand of New Orleans and uh, get Anthony Davis traded. And really what you did was you started the rumor mill going. You've altered the perception, the public perception of Anthony Davis. Now you say, well, Anthony Davis is his own man. He can do what he wants to do. Well, you know, when you have your agent, your daddy, your uncle, your barber, everybody coming about what you want to do and where you want to be, and you don't sit out there and take charge of your messaging, then what are we left to believe? Now, we know that you signed with LeBron's folks, and, you know, I guess you wanted that L.A. happy ending, or no pun intended, in light of other sports uh, events in and around, uh, I guess, uh, with the NFL, not the NBA even. But, you know, you sort of wanted to go to L.A., forced your hand, didn't get what you wanted. Now you've ruined your reputation to a degree. And, again, all of these things can be redeemed. Winning cures a lot of that. But on the other side of that, you've ruined New Orleans season. They don't know what to do with you. And the most important thing for the Los Angeles Lakers is that you have ruined the chemistry on a team, which if you come in as a leader, first of all, there are two, two segments to this, two sort of parts to this. One part was, did this team ever fit what LeBron liked to do? Now, that's a separate conversation, and I think there's a lot of validity to the argument that this team was never set up to be successful with LeBron with the way he likes to play traditionally or what we know of LeBron and how much he likes to control things. So you can make that argument. But the other part of it is you didn't lead this organization very well. And I think at this point, everybody from Luke Walton to Magic Johnson to Palenka, I mean, all of these guys are sweating bullets. Luke Walton will probably be fired. And you've made Magic Johnson look like, I mean, this is Magic Johnson. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore for many, many people, and he's certainly known for his knowledge of the sport of basketball on and off the court, his brief coaching stint notwithstanding. But you, you sort of make him look like he doesn't know what he's doing because now you you don't look like a really organized organization. And what's going to happen? You have all of these parts. You have all these young, all this young talent, and these guys, they don't feel a part of it. It doesn't seem like there's no chemistry. And I've I mean, everybody's situation is up in the air, and they were even talking about shutting LeBron down and, and, and not letting him play for the remainder, which, again, you can make arguments both ways on that situation, but no, I think he he should play. I, I do think he should play, but I can understand because he's gone to eight straight finals, it's not a bad thing for him to get a little bit of rest and maybe knock off if uh, if you have long-term plans. But I don't think that's good for the NBA. And, you know, it's just the way things are going. Uh, they need to finish strong and figure this thing out. I think the Lakers are really, really messed up. And missing the playoffs is only going to make things worse. I don't think they'll get Anthony Davis. And maybe they can continue to make the best offer for him. I don't know. We'll have to see what um, Boston wants to do with some other teams. But it leads me to uh, the other part of this conversation in that there's so many disgruntled big-name players. It's unbelievable. It, it seems like nobody is happy, and everybody's making more money than they've ever made before. You look at uh, you know, LeBron, is uh, really he kind of sets the tone for the, the league. I mean, he's the face of the NBA, and he sort of sets the tone for the league, and he always is seemingly – whining about this or complaining about this. And then his protege, the, the chip off the old block, as it were, uh, Kyrie Irving. Now, I mean, every time you talk to him, he's complaining.
thing. I heard him talk about how, oh, you know, the media, they they just want to tear you down and they want to throw shots at the most elite players. And I'm paraphrasing because I, I didn't understand that gobbledygook. I don't know what he's whining about. But it, it's not like that. These guys, you you want the camera. He he says, "Well, hey, I didn't I didn't sign up for this to have a, a camera in my face every day." Uh, you kind of did. There's no secret now. You, you, unless you're Kawhi Leonard, you know you're gonna be in front of the camera every day. And and how much were you in front of the camera when you're uh, promoting uh, Uncle Drew? <laughs> you know, so you want you want the light when when everything is good. You want the limelight. You want the shine. And when things get funky. You guys want to be like, oh, well, you know, the media wants to tear me down. And why are you all in my face? Well, you talk about leadership all the time. You want to be uh, the face of the franchise. You want to make movies. Come on, man. You, you cannot continue to whine. You look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, unhappy with whatever. And again, he hadn't said three words. We don't know what he was really pissed off about in San Antonio. We just have sort of a left to kind of guess at it. But again, he's seemingly unhappy. He wanted out of San Antonio. He got what he wanted. And of course, everybody assumes he's going to play for the Clippers next year. So Anthony Davis is unhappy. Kyrie Irving's unhappy. I presume that Kawhi Leonard is unhappy. LeBron is perpetually unhappy. Uh, but not really. I don't get a sense that he's really, really unhappy. I think he has a little bit more, a little bit more perspective. But I would like to see these guys have a little bit more perspective. This is the gig, and it's okay to to feel funky a couple days out of the year. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're going through a rough stretch and you have cameras that you have to deal with every day, that's part of being a what professional. You have to deal with these things, and I don't think, by and large, I think a lot of these guys lump social media in with the media and, and i don't i think that uh, they are also uh, sort of super sensitive when it comes to these sorts of things like well, you know you want to you want everything to go your way all the time and that's just not like how life is especially when people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to come watch you play a guy like anthony davis you change your whole life buying season tickets to go see the new orleans pelicans to support this team and hitting this guy and then you know in the middle of his contract he decides no i want to go to l.a and of course, the fans are going to be frustrated. Of course, the media is going to give you a bit of a hard time. But I think the greater noise is in the social media and podcasts like these. And these guys just get that energy of uh, people being critical of them. I don't think people want to see uh, a lot of guys fail. I don't want to see LeBron fail per se. I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I'm not a LeBron fan on the basketball court. So I'm not. And I think that what he started and again, he and I know I know I should not be like this, but he's the reason why these guys are all malcontented. You know what I mean? It's, it's so much discontentment in the NBA because everybody's vying for to, to be a part of a super team. And probably the happiest guys in the world are Paul George and, and, and Russell Westbrook. That, you know, who say, hey, I'm committed here. This is where I want to be. But everybody else is trying to be a part of some super team. I mean, where are the, the, the happy players? Where are the guys who are content with making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars? I mean, you know, again, more money, more problems. But let's put this thing in perspective. You're talking about having a camera in your face. How about, you know, Digging some ditches or, or picking up trash or uh, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of people who are out here working really, really hard in miserable jobs, and uh, they would long to uh, go to the gym, hoop all day, and have uh, cameras in their faces. So let's 
And let's kind of put this thing in perspective. And hopefully these young guys can kind of get it. It just speaks to how the money's so big now uh, that everything is unrelatable. And I think when these guys are so unhappy about their situation, it, it comes across like they don't have any understanding or any perspective on what real misery looks like. Uh, that being said, I know it's not easy to be criticized. I know that it's tough for these guys to hear the people not like what they're doing or or them not winning on the court. I, I get it. I understand that. But again, put it in perspective and, and cheer up. And, and again, what we love about Magic Johnson to this day is that he had so much fun with it. And even though Jordan was sort of surly with the media, when he was on the court, it just always seemed like he was having a lot of fun. And, you know, he got it at least. And, and these guys, you need to learn how to handle things a little bit better. Don't bring your drama to the cameras. And, and, you know, defer things. You, you go back to uh, Durant whining about, oh, the questions about New York. Well, you know, and Kyrie saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to be with Boston. And then he, then he comes back and says, well, I don't owe anybody ish. You know, I don't know. I don't owe anybody anything. So now his situation is in limbo. And then they get mad or frustrated when people continually ask about it. But when you have a team like Golden State, that is sort of really super favorites to win it all. I know there's some young, exciting teams in the East, and they just went on that Eastern swing, but do we really think anybody's going to contest for uh, a NBA championship? I don't think so. Not in the West. And, I mean, Denver's young. Rockets can't get it done. Uh, so we know who, what the answer will be at the end of the season, so everybody's jumping to the offseason. Everybody's jumping to Hey, what's going to happen? Uh, who's going to change hands? It's almost like a big video game. And, and that's leaving everybody a little bit uh, sort of uh, left wanting. And it's, it's not good. But the good news is there are really, really good players across this league. And I wanted to pose this question to you guys. Of the young players, the younger players around the NBA, who do you like? Or, or even if you take like your, your major superstars out of it, older major superstar who is your favorite player because there's some really uh exciting players to watch around this league uh when you talk about uh Luka Dantage, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young, uh Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons I mean so many young guys around this league Giannis of course Giannis Antetokounmpo who is uh, the best of them all but who are some of the guys you like and if you don't know a lot of these guys it's really worth getting to know the next era of NBA players so I'm gonna pose that question on the sports talk with Devin Wade page and uh the uh, sort of get your take on who are some of the young guys because there are plenty there's plenty of young talent out there and it's worth checking out and there is when you hear all of these sour stories of the, the malcontents of the Kevin Durant's and the Kyrie Irving and the LeBron everybody whining when you hear all of that and think about these young guys that are coming up and, and think about, hey, the future is really bright in the NBA, more so than over the last couple of years when I kind of really railed against the NBA in a lot of ways because that the outcome was almost predetermined. We kind of knew how things would play out. And to an extent, we still kind of do. I think that with LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference, it made it a wide-open conference. And you have Toronto. You have – I would have said Boston. I don't think Boston anymore, but you have Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia. Uh, you even have a team. And I talked about Indiana. I mentioned Indiana. Indiana is fourth in the East. I don't think that they can make any noise uh, without Victor Oladipo, who's out with a season-ending injury. Uh, but I do think uh, that, I mean, all of those teams are fun to watch and a lot of young talent. So keep your eye on that and give me your, your feedback on that and give me your thoughts on that. Now I want to go to a segment called Let Me Clear My Throat. Now, yesterday I talked about Cardi B, and I kind of went in on Cardi B. And some people are like, wait a minute, what's wrong with Cardi B? And why why are you going in on Cardi B? And let me say this. Hey, y'all are not going to Bill Cosby me, okay? I realize I live in a, a cheap glass house. I'm not throwing any stones. And I'm not, <laughs> look, I'm not, I have a couple of vices of my own. And if you've been around me, I have a couple things. Uh, you know, that I uh, I like to, you know, indulge and not don't go too crazy. With it. I don't want you to think. In, but I have a couple things. I mean, I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, I have a beverage or two and, and I have a good time and I've I've been wild and crazy as youth. So I don't mean as, as a younger me. And so I, I'm not all I'm saying is this. I'm not passing judgment on who she is and I make your money, Cardi B. Not knocking the hustle, never knock the hustle. I'm just, I was just talking about my imaginary kids. Raise your kids how you want to raise them. I don't, I, hey, that's you. You do it how you do it. It just took me by surprise that I'm like, I kind of know the backstory of Cardi B. I kind of know some of, I mean, I've heard and seen with my own eyes some of the stuff that has been put out on her Instagram. And it is just a bit much for a preteen. Now, if you 16, 17 or whatever, I mean, and again, I'm not, uh, I'm not a parent to anybody other than my imaginary daughter and son. And and he's doing great, by the way. Thanks for asking. But uh, so, you know, don't say, well, hey, I'm wagging my finger and I'm passing judgment. I, I don't want to hear that. So I just want to clarify. I'm not knocking the hustle. Just taken aback by what I see and, and relating that to my own experience as a youth where that was not going to happen in my in my situation. So with that, hey, look, do your thing, Cardi B. If you like Cardi B, more power to you. If you want to take uh, the preschool to go see Cardi B, that's your thing. Not passing judgment. I'm just putting it out there that, hey, that's a little different. I was, I mean, just it caught me by surprise. But nonetheless, all's well that ends well. And she's going to keep making her money and, and so be it. So with that, I am getting out of here. Going to watch uh, the second half of the Rockets versus Toronto Raptors. Pretty good game so far. We'll see what happens here if uh, something warrants. And maybe I'll come to you guys tomorrow. I'll have some things I'm working on. Uh, but give me your feedback. And more than anything, just keep those listens coming. When you do that, I know that you care or you're interested, at least, you know. Or maybe I piss you off. Whatever the situation is, I appreciate you tuning in just if you want to fuss about me. Hey, that's a good thing. Well, no, it's not a good thing, but I, it's an acceptable thing. So have a wonderful night. And as always, have a great day.